Welcome back. If you're a high school baseball player, you're already a few weeks into your season. That means you went through your tryouts and made your teams. But what was that process like? I'm Grayson Knight, and this is Baseball Podcast Our Fun. Today I'm joined but not by not one, but two members of Sauce Athletics, my travel ball organization, who made their high school teams. We're going to hear what, what their tryouts were like, any differences, and how their first few games have gone. Jameson Jones plays at Mountain View High School in Gwinnett County, and Hampton Rowland is also a freshman at Madison County High. Welcome, guys, and thank you for coming on the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Okay. It's good to be here. So I know you both uh, from the Sauce 15U team, uh, so uh, you're a year ahead of me, uh, and since you both just made your high school teams, I want to hear about your tryouts and what I might have to look forward to. So Jameson, uh, want to tell us about your experience? Yeah, so after being a few weeks in the season and comparing my my like season to my tryouts, and it was a very similar to just running a practice and how you did at practice. Um, you would really just basically like have an hour, hour and a half on the field mixed with everybody from every level, and you would be doing in and outs, and then it would be like the next hour, it was either you're on the field hitting or you're in our batting cages hitting. So it was really just a practice, and then you wanted to – see how you would fit in with the program as their practice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and Hampton, you made varsity and JV. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But so was that pretty much the same uh, tryout experience? Um, yeah, it was pretty similar. Um, except the only difference with mine being a catcher is um, I caught a lot of bullpens. You know, we have a decent amount of pitchers and they want to see everyone on the bump. So, you know, I – they kind of had a rough idea who they had from the workouts previous to the tryouts and all that. So um, we actually got rained out day one, but we got on the field, did some infield outfield stuff, pitchers through catchers caught. And then they saw us obviously swinging it in the cages. So pretty similar overall. they just wanted to see how disciplined and uh, who they could really work with. All right. Uh, so, one thing I want to talk about is you said that you made JV and varsity. So how does that work? Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So um, basically whenever JV is playing, obviously, you know, uh, I'm a varsity first kind of guy. So if JV and varsity is playing, I'm, I'd rather go play varsity just because, you know, seeing the guys, stuff like that. But um, when JV and varsity are not lined up, I'll go play with JV, DH, you know, sometimes catch for them. But uh, at the start of the season, you know, uh, starting catcher, you know, receiving and all that. That's where it got me ahead. Kind of struggled with the bat. So they let me get some at bats in JV. And uh, now I'm kind of in between with both still going up playing with varsity, but also getting a DH or EH for JV whenever, you know, they have a game. So this is for either of you. Uh, but do you remember seeing something at tryouts from like another player? Uh, something that they did or didn't do, and you were like, well, they're not going to make the team. Like a bad attitude or not hustling? Uh, so for my experience, there was a couple of guys that you could tell were different skill sets than everybody else because obviously high school is different than travel because high school you have basically like everybody in your organization from rec all the way to travel trying out in one spot and they all have a chance to get there. While on travel, it's more of the high-end guys, especially in our organization. So you could see that the different vary, varying levels of skill sets, 
there wasn't really much of attitude different as much. It was really just, oh, it was basically all skill and how they reacted to not making plays or not being good in the, in the, uh, in the batting cages or in hitting or on the mound or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hampton, you want to add on to that? Yeah. So I had a pretty different experience um, where I'm at. We don't have like a lot of uh, travel teams, you know, or high level travel teams, at least um, sauce is pretty far away from me. Um, but the biggest thing I saw was actually attitudes um, different from our guys, you know, being a lot more timid in the box, in the field. Um, even, you know, when pressure was on, you know, they were kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this or I'm not the guy. But in travel ball, that's like the biggest thing is I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go out. I'm gonna, That's my ball, you know. So that was probably the biggest thing I saw um, apart from a very large skill difference from, you know, seeing – you know, sometimes even lower 90s in travel ball, WWBAs to seeing, you know, 72 from their their ace. So it's a little it's a little skill and also, you know, attitude is probably the biggest mm-hmm. thing I saw. I like to see the differences between you uh between you two. Uh and that's definitely something like I can take in because I'm going to a different high school than you two. Uh, so that's definitely something that I can like experience when I get to high school and I can't wait for high school ball. Um, so, so far, each of you have a couple of individual cool things that have happened in the past few weeks. Uh, last week, Jameson, you had your first home run. So can you take us through that? Yeah. So, uh, we had played, we've been playing Lanier and I actually didn't know until like this kid's first at bat and I had hit after him. But like we, I played the kid on the mound like a bunch before. His name was Andrew Lee. Uh, he played on a bunch of different travel teams that I had played against. Like he, he was on the Mill Creek travel team like forever. I didn't even know he went to Lanier until so I saw him on the mound. So I was like, okay, go back in my mind of what he had and all of that. And I just let what I had take over. Like I got to a 3-1 count and I was like, dude, I'm just going to let one rip one time. And I got barrel and it just went over. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, did you also have a walk-off hit? I heard something about that. I did not. That was one of my varsity friends. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you got to love it. Uh, Hampton, you're a catcher, and one of your games, we have it on video. Uh, you caught a guy runner. Uh, you caught a runner napping uh, uh, at second. So had you been watching him earlier, or was it just like a spur at the moment? Um. So I'm always hunting, you know, always looking for a guy to make a slip or, you know, get a little lazy. And uh, I'd actually tried to back pick that guy at first. And I, I thought I got him, but the umpire thought otherwise. So, you know, it was a high, high and outside or high and inside fastball, I guess, to a lefty. I just caught up there. He didn't think I thought I caught it. And I, I saw him kind of pumped and just let it rip. And uh, he got caught napping. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. And then in the same game, I actually – there was a delayed steal. They, they ran delayed steals on us the whole game. Uh, but I got another kid uh, caught stealing a second base in that same game. But unfortunately, the video kind of stuttered and buffered, so it wasn't. I didn't post that one. But okay, yeah. Uh, is are there any other cool moments that you guys want to share? That uh, I'll share one if that's okay, Jamie. Yeah, that's fine. Um, let me think. So with you know varsity. Uh, running is a big thing, you know, that's, you know, getting in scoring positions, always super, super important. Right. But one thing that I've noticed is that, you know, in warmups, you know, you laser some throws down, coaches actually start taking notice of that. 
and you know guys aren't necessarily as selective or guys are way more selective with the bases because you know they don't just have speed demons everywhere like you know most travel teams do nowadays um so unfortunately teams just don't run anymore like a couple games ago there was not a single attempt at a stolen base and i believe there's only one attempt in two games uh against myself and my teammate and that's one thing that i thought was very interesting because you know like we only faced this team once and yet they did never want to run and i also back picked a kid at first base in that game as well but that's probably that probably helped but it's very interesting to me to see how little people run in the high school space and that might just be the teams that we're playing and their skill sets but uh that's that's one thing that I thought was very interesting mm-hmm. and kind of exciting to me because it's a little boring, but it's also like, you know, hey, they think highly of me. So that's one thing. You got anything, James? Yeah, I can kind of Yeah, I can kind of piggyback off of what he said and just something that I've noticed too. Like I was about to say that I got my first start on the mound, like basically like ever. I don't think I've ever started a game. And like that was one of the things that I've noticed is between games and between actually teams, it's like I played like I I played my first three games were Peachtree Ridge, um, Peachtree Ridge Lanier, and then Redan. And in that Redan game, like a bunch of kids stole because they were they were a quick team, a little quick team. And it was like I had to like slide stuff, I think, like every single pitch. And it was just something I had to notice. But like in the Lanier games and then the Peachtree Ridge games, I was like, they're very selective. Like if their leadoff hitter got on, it was a stolen, they would steal. If their second guy got on, or if they but once they got to the bottom of their lineup. There was like no stealing, and with the Lanier team, there wasn't really any quick guys on that team, so not many of them stole. Period. Um, I think we had one chance, and it's just different skill set too. Because I'm on freshman ball, and I got one JV appearance last Tuesday, and on that JV appearance, we were playing Parkview, and they're a very smart team on every skill level. Um, so they knew where guys were going at every time, and they knew what place to run at every time. So it just it depends on really just the skill set and all that when you're on running. I like to say it just depends on the skill set of the team and just the philosophy for the team. Yeah. So what do you guys think is the number one difference between high school and travel ball? This is like the number one question that I, I want to ask from you guys. Um, I'll go. So uh, I'm only a 4A school, so relatively small. You know, we have one of the harder regions in the state. You know, we got – Cherokee Bluff, North Oconee, the 4A uh, champions last year. Cherokee Bluff's loaded. You know, they got guys everywhere. They won guys everywhere. Uh, A bunch of other really solid baseball teams in our region. So, you know, it's in that aspect, it's really similar to travel, seeing, you know, D1 guys, D1 commits. But um, as for my team itself, we don't really have the luxury of those type of guys. We have – uh, we have one D1 committed pitcher. Uh, he's a he's committed to Georgia State, I believe, but that is our only D1 commit. But um, the main difference between uh, high school and travel ball, what I would definitely say is, number one, mindset for my place and pitching because we do not have the luxury of getting pickup guys, you know, just bringing in pitchers for long tournaments. You know, we play seven innings every game unless, you know, it's a run rule. But seven innings is a lot. And especially if you're playing double headers where it's two seven inning games, that is a lot of pitching uh, that you got to burn up. And then the next two days later, you got to play another double header or, you know, whatever close to that. 
So that's probably the biggest thing is mindsets, attitudes, and then um, pitching. Uh, is there extra that's innings true. in high school or is it a tie? Um, with, I'm not sure about freshmen cause we don't, we're not, we don't have the luxury of having, you know, a freshman team, but we, on JV, uh, most of the times we don't go, we don't go to extra innings. We'll end in a tie, but on varsity, um, unless it breaks like a curfew, like 1130 or something like that, I'm not too sure. Uh, we will go into extra innings until that point. I'm pretty sure for us, it's at least one inning of extra innings. And I, but I think the coaches have to like talk it out and be like, yeah. okay, do you want to go yeah. to extra innings? Okay. Um, but at, okay. going back to that question of the what's the difference, it's really for me. I'm a seven A school, so we're pretty big, and we're also like one of the hardest regions of seven A. We got Buford, Mill Creek, Decula, Center Gwinnett, and us. And next year we had Discovery, so not really that much, but we still got a pretty hard region in the top. So, but it's very similar to what Hampton was saying. Is like for Sauce, like if we don't have pitching that we like, we go out there and get a pitcher. Um, All right it's a day that the guy's already thrown like, okay, then they're going to have this amount of days of rest, but it's like, I threw a game Thursday on like last Thursday, but then I got called up to JV to pitch on Tuesday, but I didn't end up pitching because they didn't know. It's like, they really just go off of, okay, can this guy shove? He's going to pitch. Um, But it's also just skill set too. Because, like you said, you don't have many, like, rec organizations or anything around you or travel stuff. Right. But for right. us, we have a lot of them. Um, right. For you, for us, it's, we have a lot of them around us. So, it's like we have higher skill guys, but it's like on freshman ball, there's not many of those high-end guys. Like, mm-hmm. me, Joey, and then there's a couple of other guys are, like, the only guys that have played travel. The rest of the guys are rec guys. So, really? it's like they don't know they don't know a lot of, like, the baseball knowledge like mm-hmm. we do. So it's like yeah, you got to tell them or you got to help them understand like why you do this in this situation and all of that. And then, right. and then also back to like commit wise, we also only have one D1 commit. I mean, it's lucky it's a 6'5 lefty um, yeah. who throws like 80s. So it's not, it's, it's pretty good, but right. it's just, just a lot of skill set wise and still mindset. Because like those guys that are the lower skill think they're going to, they're going to get ran over by these guys that are higher skill sets. Like exactly. we, we faced a guy who was an eighth grader because they were allowed to play up and he mm. was throwing around, but he had terrible control. So we were like, dude, you just got to let the guy walk you at this point, basically, because you've never yeah. seen this before. Like, yeah, yeah. Let him walk you. And if you strike out, try to make contact. We're not going to get mad at you for not trying to do something. If you try to do something, that's when we are like, okay, you try to do this, like, let's fix it. So next time you actually do it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of like talking them through it, talking people through it and getting their mindsets right so they can know like in this situation what to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a question for you, Grayson. So obviously you've been playing travel for sauce and uh, I believe y'all are practicing on and off still, right? Because y'all don't have like a middle school program where you're yeah, at, we, pr- we practice at uh, Peachtree Ridge. Yeah. Okay. So um, what are you expecting uh in high school so obviously you know you have travel ball experience i'm sure you've probably played rec ball at a point or another point in your career um but what are you expecting to see out of your high school and where do you think you stack up in uh, the depth so duluth high school i think is a 6a i think uh so i'm not actually sure uh i went to watch a varsity game and yeah they're pretty they're pretty good 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what the, what the different skill sets or how many different people are going to try out and are going to make the, I don't even know if they have a freshman team, to be honest. Right. So um, my, my biggest advice to you would be to get to know that coach and become very good friends with him. Uh, oh, yeah. that's probably, I've, I've already interviewed that coach. So that's, that's great. That is mm-hmm. the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I have not- no idea how my uh, experience is going to be. I don't know what the, players mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm trying out with are going to be like i only right. like three or four guys that go to my school uh that are going to duluth and trying out for the team that's good well, kind of piggyback of what hamp said like at least get one coach you're comfortable with because right. you're not going to obviously be comfortable with every single coach because you're going to probably have a lot of coaches i think we have like four or five coaches on our mm-hmm. staff like get at least one guy you can go to and be like, okay, this is happening. How can I fix this? And he can send you to another guy. And then they're going to all talk together and be like, this is what this guy's doing. So you just need at least one, one guy, whether it's your head coach, your assistant coach, or just like a manager type of guy. They're all going to talk and be like, okay, this guy's doing this. This guy's doing that. He, is he going to get up? Is he going to have to go down? All that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so before we finish up, I have a few uh, points that I, I want to go over. I'm sure because you guys don't live under a rock, I'm sure you guys have probably seen about the the big deal about the new team jerseys and the generic merchandise and the see-through pants. So what's your take on those uniforms? Jamie, you want to go? You want to take this one first? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just not good. I never really buy jerseys or anything, so... I'm not a big guy to like go after and ask like because I know Fanatics or anything is trying to like take over and stuff because they're the big jersey company. But it's not like I really ever supported them. But it's like this trial and error period. Like they they got they do have to fix it before the season starts for sure. I before you go Hampton, I have one thing more to point out. Fanatics, uh, even though they're uh selling uh cheap merchandise and they're cutting down their costs. They're mm-hmm. still sold out on pants. So teams like the Reds have to play with the 2023 pants, which is better for them because they don't have to, the pay, the, to play with the 2024 pants. Right. So they're they're literally cutting costs on merchandise. So uh, what is your take? Yeah, I've seen some pretty horrendous pictures online about, you know, guys stretching and it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal. I would uh I would be quite angry if I was uh, a big league guy getting, you know, little league quality pants, you know, at the highest stage. I mean, it is spring training, so they, they got time to kind of fix this. But unfortunately, I don't know that they're going to put a total and complete effort into the fan aspect of it. You know, the jerseys, there's, you know, the same price, if not more. I think in a lot of cases more. But it's just like, you know, ironed on logos that are just real cheaply made, which I'm sure there's probably some environmental aspect of that. But still, they they need to execute much better on the quality because that's yeah, I agree. that's unacceptable for a pro mm-hmm. pro stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Otani, Michael Lor- Michael Lorenzen was doing an interview, and you could see like his like tucked in jersey, mm-hmm. and it, it was just like so like like I, I I could I couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah, like it was so stupid. Um. So next thing I want to do is. Obviously, uh, the offseason has been uh, filled with huge moves. Shohei Otani, Yamamoto, Glassnow to the Dodgers. Um, but some guys like Blake Snell and Matt Chapman haven't even signed yet. If we did this interview yesterday, Bellinger would have also been there, but Belgian fi- 
Bellinger finally resigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, what do you guys think of the offseason moves? Um, I'll go first. Um, as a Braves fan, you know, obviously we took the L today against, I believe, the Red Sox. But I'm I'm pretty pretty confident in what we're seeing. You know, we got we got a lot of young guys. You know, a lot of leaders. Uh, current reigning MVP. You know, so. Um, but with the Blake Sell or not Blake Snell signing, sorry, Chris Sale signing, I think we're gonna have a much better rotation. You know, we got we got some quality guys up there uh, with Strider, and I think I think Braves might. It's gonna be hard to get past the Dodgers in the the NLCS, but I'm just hoping that we make it to that point. You know, but I think we'll have a pretty good run. And Jameson, as a Cardinals fan, uh, what do you think uh, the Cardinals and their what some people are calling the old man rotation. What do you think their season's gonna look like? Um, so a big thing with the Cardinals is they've always been straight A ticket sellers. And mm-hmm. they've always had every almost every game sold out and all their season tickets are sold out. And when they didn't have season tickets sold out last year because they knew they're gonna be bad, that's a real punch in the face for the organization. So I really liked what the management did this offseason like taking in Sonny Gray, getting Kyle Gibson, getting Lance Lynn. Yeah, they weren't the greatest guys that you could have grabbed, but they still got to keep payroll in mind because you got Nolan Arenado and you got Goldschmidt and you got to pay Lars Newbar soon. Um, so I like what they tried to do that they're trying to do it and they and they're like pitching they're pitching coaching. Like they're like their philosophy works for a bunch of guys. And Lance Lynn's already been through here with us. And if he takes that philosophy in like he had, I like it. Kyle Gibson's kind of the wild card guy. So I don't know all that much about him, but I'm really excited for the future with, with those three guys, at least trying to do something. Cause I mm-hmm. hate when we finish last and when we don't have fan attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think this off season as a whole is like? The off season as a whole. I mean, I think you heard about what my, my episode that I made my singer real I made. It was a, it's a very slow off season. I think. Mm-hmm. The episode um, me with you had the guys. Uh, the episode we made together was like the same thing. Yeah, because it was it was it's just been very slow. Because you had at the beginning, you had a bunch of the big guys signing, but between like November and now, like you had nobody signing. It's yeah. just been super slow, and nobody's wanted to go to a place. It's like I hate it because I want all this news and anything, but right. it's like don't want to go anywhere. Like pitchers and catchers have already reported, and Blake Snell's not even signed. He's the reigning NL mm-hmm. Cy Young. And yeah. teams are starting, and teams are starting playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like teams started yesterday. Uh, all thirty teams played yesterday. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I think I think I think MLB needs to implement like a time frame that guys need to sign. Yeah, if they don't sure. sign, that their their payroll is forced to be reduced or anything. I do. Or signing gets, bonus goes down or something like that. Yeah, something like that. There's got to be some sort of implementation. Time clause, yeah. I agree 100%. Mm -hmm. Especially for, like, big-name guys like Blake Snell, Matt Chapman. J.D. Martinez hasn't even signed yet. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's pretty much it for the topics. There's one more thing I want to go over. And, Jameson, uh, I heard about the new short-form content that you're creating over at uh, Into the Trees Network. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I have really had a hard time of committing my time to making episodes like you have. Um, I liked the overall idea of it, and when I get time to do it, I would like to keep it going. 
but it's like these these sort of videos get more more views which is going to help the long form content even be better mm -hmm. so and it's it's just a short amount of time to make like i can make these videos in half an hour to an hour compared to recording is probably taking going to be that time and then editing and all that so it's just like i like that i can do this more often and have less time to take out of my day to do this and i'm doing sunday like every sunday episode is what my plan is and i've been sticking to it for these past two episodes and um that just i can commit my time to it because i have nothing really going on on sundays other than just like lessons and stuff here and there because my high school stuff mm -hmm. yeah you, you're totally right short form content uh i've listened to some of your episodes yeah i think that's the right thing you should do because I remember the episode, the most recent episode that we did together, it took like three hours for just to record it. And I'm sure it took you so yeah. much longer to edit it, too. Yeah, it took forever. Like, I think I took, like, we recorded it from, like, noon to five. I didn't come out of my room. And, oh. like, the next day I spent, like, two hours just going through all the recordings and snipping stuff here and there. Because we had just to, like, set our topics and talk about it. It was, it was yeah. so long. Yeah, just for probably a majority of people not even to listen to the full thing. Mm -hmm. So it's just like if this is like a minute, like a minute, 32 minute snippet, people more than likely want to view it all and stuff. Right. So. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, so is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, I just want to make a point, you know, to to all the young fans out there, young baseball players, athletes. You know, we are students first, and that's that's probably that'll get you more playing time than anything is good grades. So, you know, make sure that's, that's kind of the priority, obviously, you know, get that work in whenever you can, but also, you know, stay on top of them grades before you go, go hit and all that. Cause that's, that's pretty dang important. That's how you play yeah. is getting good grades. So mm -hmm. that's why we're called student athletes, not athlete students. Cause you already, right. I've already seen guys like not get playing time because it's, of them. not. They don't turn in a paper. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with also just going to practice. Like mm -hmm. that's the whole reason I was able to play that one JV game on Tuesday is I had a kid who just had who who had a cruise that he had planned, but he decided to go to the cruise instead of going to practice. Who had he had like seven months to be able to like cancel the cruise and all that, and right. like so they suspended him for a game. And then the other kid had COVID, who was behind him, so they had no other choice. So it's like you have this situation where you could start. But you decided to screw it all up because you wanted to have your own fun instead of actually trying to get better. Which, yes, you're supposed to have your own fun, but you're in the beginning of the season and it's your second game of the year. Mm -hmm. Right. So you should you have, have priorities priority set out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to have priorities and you have to have time set out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Anything else? Anything else, guys? Uh, just want to say good luck with the spring travel ball season to you, Grayson. And Same to you guys. Good luck with your high school season. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm just going to say stay on the grind. Just mm -hmm. Don't let anything – just don't any, let anything let up. Don't let anything in your head stop you. Just – you know you can do it. Just be confident. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for the great high school baseball insight, uh, and thanks for being on the show. Uh, you can follow these dudes at baller.jameson.jones.1 and at hampton.roland.baseball. Uh, good luck this season. Uh, and listeners, you can help my show by subscribing to Baseball Podcaster Fun on YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram. And go check out Boys on the Bases podcast. Please, oh, check, yeah. back, please check back soon for an all-new guest. Until then, that was Jameson Jones and Hampton Roland. I'm Grayson Knight, and this 
was baseball podcasts are fun. Don't forget to swing for the fences. See ya.